Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's up, Commanders fans? Welcome into Believe in Commanders. We are previewing week 12. The Commanders host the Dirty Birds from down south here in Atlanta. That's where I'm at, Brian Murphy. The Falcons head to D.C. for a big NFC showdown. We'll get into all that, but we hope that you had a great Thanksgiving. Let me bring in my guy, AAA Anthony Armstrong. How was your Thanksgiving, sir? My Thanksgiving was was awesome. I got some leftover. I, I got a little piece of turkey right here with me, too. So um, if you're watching on video, that's what I got, a little Thanksgiving <laughs> leftover that I'm just nibbling on. Uh, but it was all good. How was your Thanksgiving? Yeah, it was great. Watched a lot of football, and you know, there's some college football on today. So the football weekend is cer- certainly in full swing. So we're recording this on Friday. We had our holiday. We got all our news, and now we're turning it to Commanders and Falcons. And it'll be a tight one. It'll be a close one. The Commanders are our four-point favorite at home. But tell us about our guys at uh, Bet Online. Oh, now Bet Online, that's the place to be. As basketball is back and Bet Online is going to remain your number one source for all your betting needs this season. You're going to find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, game trends, and Maverick live betting too. As your continued source for all your sports wagering information, it features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and the easiest way to bet your favorite sports and events, whether that's the NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, uh, boxing, or even golf. Uh, so head on, head to betonline.ag to receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. 50% welcome bonus, y'all. Bet online where the game starts. I was checking out that live betting um Last uh, last night during the the Minnesota game, okay, um, and they have a lot of cool cool little ones that you could you can go with. So essentially, it'd be like, hey, the first play of the ninth drive, what's going to happen? Wow, and all right. you can so you can get down to just picking it. Are they going to complete a pass? Are they going to run it? Um, or is something else going to happen? So um, it, it's it's pretty cool. Something that you can you can check out and then kind of test your metal, see what 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 your flavor is. Well, so you texted me yesterday for uh, my Thanksgiving picks. And, of course, we'll do the the video. We'll do the picks at the end of this. We'll post a separate picks episode. Uh, but I went 2-1 and one yesterday. I missed the Bills, but I went 2-1. and one. I, I took the Giants to cover that backdoor cover, and uh, I picked the Vikings. So 2-1. Uh, and one. So if we end it right there, I'm feeling good. But we'll see how the rest of those picks go at the end of the episode. Yeah, that leaves me at 0-3 at for the oh weekend. Oh, my. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, something told me, but Detroit's gonna play these boys tough, and then that daggum Dallas one. I'm like, why y'all let these suckers get this touchdown, yeah. man? I needed that 15, but oh well, All it right. is what it is. I got to make a charge and come back. But the game we want to focus on is the Commanders and the Falcons. What do we got with that one? What, what do you? What's your take? That's right. So I, I'm down here in Atlanta. Obviously, the Falcons kind of surprising. If we're talking about betting, I think. Their over under for the season was four and a half wins, and they matched that last week with a with a clutch win against the Bears uh, against Justin Fields last week. So they're a team that you're you're not going to know a whole lot about them. You know a couple of their guys, Cordero Patterson. We all know Marcus Mariota, but more from his college and early pro days. 
Uh, they got a couple of nice pieces on the defensive side of the ball, but they're just a tough team. And they're sitting there at five and six. And we had said now for a month that these, this was the stretch. You got to beat some of these teams that are in the NFC. You got to beat the Falcons. You got to beat the 49ers. And that these games are coming up and they're here. And so while it might seem like everything's going in the right direction for the commanders, which it is, uh, this this one makes me a little bit nervous. This team it just finds ways to to get some victories, and there's a reason that they're sitting there at five and six, not just for the NFC playoffs, but they're right there in a pretty bad division. So I'm a little nervous. I got to admit, sitting here on a Friday night talking about this game, I'm I'm a little uneasy about this one. I don't feel as confident in the Commanders. Yeah, I honestly, I looked at the tape. I watched the game against Chicago with Atlanta, and I feel extremely confident going into this matchup. Now, yes, it is one of those games where, hey, you make sure you rise up, and that's what Atlanta says, yeah, rise up right. and mash these guys early, right? You should be able to utilize your defensive line and completely dominate this offense. I mean, they lean on the run. Uh, Arthur Smith coming from Tennessee, so they lean on the run. Cordero Patterson, uh, what is his name? Tyler Algier, another tough runner right there, and Marcus Mariota. He's going to use his legs, but at the end of the day, I don't think Atlanta has enough on offense to get past the defensive line. Um, Drake London's the one, you know, outside talent that they have at receiver, but really nothing too exciting. Um, and even not having Benjamin St. Juice this week, even though that's a big hole, I don't think it's going to make uh, make or break this game. Well, well, you're making me feel better. And, and it is – I never want to face a team. I'm never one to cheer for injuries, but it is a sigh of relief that you're not having to deal with Kyle Pitts. He's going on the IR for the Falcons. Falcons don't utilize him a lot, and there's that's a big criticism. Uh, that I'm, I'm criticizing them, but I've heard it elsewhere. Why yeah. don't you take a Justin Fields last year as opposed to a Kyle Pitts? But that's that's for believing the yeah. Falcons. That's for Obi Mahaley and those well, guys. But you know – you know, I'm jumping in. I talked to uh, the guys over there at Believe in Falcons. I didn't okay. ask them about it, uh, but I was questioning, just watching the tape. I was like, Kyle Pitts spends more time split out wide. They use him as just a big receiver in most cases. Uh, they don't even, like, run the ball to him uh, in a lot of cases. I mean, I know he's working on his blocking and whatnot. So I think that Kyle Pitts probably isn't in the right system. Mm. You know, he's such a talented player. He's got, he brings such a unique skill set to that he's position. Yeah. He really is. Um, I'm thankful that he's not playing this week. Right. Um, you know, hopefully everything is, you know, he heals up and had a great career. But after this one, um, you know, I definitely need him to, to miss this game because Atlanta is four or five against Washington in their last uh, of the last matchups. Four of five. They've won four of the last five matchups against Washington. Well, let's talk about that. So I was at the game last year, it was in Atlanta largely the same teams going at it. I know the quarterback was different for the Falcons. Obviously, Matt Ryan not there. Uh, he had an okay day. Um, Taylor Heineke was the quarterback at that point. It was early on in the season. Obviously, Ryan Fitzpatrick goes down in week one. So who would have thought that Taylor Heineke would be the returning quarterback in this matchup? But so the, these teams did face off last year. So uh, that was a pretty exciting game. It ended with Taylor Heineke hitting J.D. McKissick, diving into the end zone to score late. Um, the defense made some plays, which was a, a big part of it. Um, and then Terry McLaurin had two touchdowns. You got to think that he is licking his chops going up against the birds. Once again, I, yeah. I want to say, I have to look back. I don't know that AJ Terrell played the entire game or he was in and out, yeah. banged up something like that. But AJ Terrell is, is one of those 
pretty solid defensive pieces that they have, and you got to imagine yeah. that him and Terry are going to go up against each other a lot on Sunday. Yeah, AJ Terrell's good. They uh, coming back from injury, and he's kind of on a little bit of a pitch count. So he played a little bit, and I think he's questionable leading into this game. I mean, if they can, if they can use, if he can play, they could definitely use him. This is a horrible pass defense. They yeah. give up close to three thousand yards on the season. So as a passing, as a passing team, they got to be looking to chops, like you said. I mean, essentially, this defense they're going to send four down linemen, and they're not blitzing that often. So you're going to actually have time. You're going to have some time to throw the ball and make good, try to make good decision with it. And obviously they, they let that happen and they do have nine interceptions on the year, which puts them uh, kind of in that, you know, the upper third of the league, if you will, but they only have 17 sacks. They don't get to the quarterback that often. Uh, when they do blitz, they blitz on purpose. They have, they have a reason behind it, you know, on a key third down, something like that. They don't just bring pressure just to bring pressure. So uh, this is a defense that I think that Washington can take full advantage of. Um, and they give up, they allow 47% third down conversion. So uh, look for long sustained drives from Washington this day, this game. It's all about execution in my eyes. Yeah, absolutely. I'm with you. And then Grady Jarrett is is one of the other pieces on the defensive side. He's a, he's a stud and very well could have been a Super Bowl MVP at that, that game for the Falcons gone a little bit differently. So mm. there are some players to look out for. There's just some uneasiness, you know, everything on paper leans the commander's way. Uh, but it just, to me, I feel a little uncomfortable because I, I think these Falcons scrap and they fight, but yeah. their strengths play right into the commander's strengths. I mean, yeah. the, the commanders have been shutting down the run and you already mentioned it. They have a, they have a stable of running backs, no real stud. I think Cordero Patterson would be that, but he's been dealing with injuries. Um, but he had three touchdowns against the commanders, uh, formerly the Washington football team last year. Um, so he's definitely a guy you got to look out for. So, oh, yeah, yeah I, I'm with you that, that everything on paper is leaning the right way. I just there's just some uneasiness, but uh, I, you're putting yeah. me at ease a little bit. So that, that's good to hear. Yeah, I think I mean you're right with Atlanta. You're you're right to say that they're they're a scrappy team. They're sitting at five and six, but when you look at their look at their schedule, they're, they have uh, nine games that have been uh, have been determined by one score. Mm. Nine games, and they and they've also found a way to beat like the 49ers, yeah. right? So they they beat some of the top competition, uh, but then they're also right there at the end, uh, you know, they barely losing games or finding ways to barely win. They're four and five in those games. They're one score. Uh, but when I look at the tape, I see a team that's just young. They're just young yeah. uh, on defense. The, the DBs aren't really interested in tackling that much. First play against Chicago, David Montgomery gets the ball out on the left, and he makes three people miss. And yeah. I just got to thinking about Antonio Gibson in space, Brian Robinson, hell, Curtis Samuel, Curtis Samuel yeah. Terry McLaurin, right? With as many yards as they give up and the fact that they really aren't looking like they want to tackle anybody, this could be one of those games that it gets out of hand quickly, and it needs to be that way for Washington. You got to get that band uh, fired up because, hell, you're honoring Sean Taylor at the game. That's right. You got to put on for ST. You got to put on for 21. Yeah. We'll get we'll get to that in one second. I've been thinking about this all week. I think the Falcons, uh, you know, another bird team. I think you got to treat them a lot like the Eagles. They want to run the ball and they want to keep running the ball and they want to make easy passes with Marcus Mariota. So you, you can't look at them and and say, hey, you know, lessen up or lighten up just because they're the Falcons. They're not as good as the Eagles, but I think they're going to mm-hmm. try to do the similar things. And we saw the recipe for success: limit those possessions, and I think make Marcus Mariota try to beat you, not with his legs, but have to throw the ball and I think you're gonna pick him off at least once uh if you really can't get him into passing situations one more thing the X's and O's stuff before we get into Sean Taylor which is which is really awesome uh and what they're doing on Sunday um 
I saw a video with John uh, John Allen. So the week before to to beat Philly, it was um, it was Terry McLaurin who broke down the team, and then it was Jonathan Allen. I don't know if you saw this on their social media stuff. Um, they last week against the Texans, they limited the Texans to what five yards in the first half or something like that. Yeah. Five passing yards, something like that. Five, five yards, five total. Five total. Okay. Jonathan Allen addressed that at the end of the game, and he sounded disappointed in their performance in the second half where they gave up probably 120 maybe, um, and they gave up 10 points. And he sounded legitimately pissed like they had just lost the game. I think that they demand – I think right now this defense – is expecting to give up five yards like that that is what they're looking for every game they seem so laser focused right now and that is a great 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 sign when you're when your strongest point of your team is that focused and i I didn't know if you saw that but i i thought you know it's guys say that sometimes like they're pissed that you know they gave up this many yards and they still won by two touchdowns but jonathan allen legitimately looked upset like he had just lost the game but i think that that talks about their focus and these guys are locked in right now oh it really does it, 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 this means something to them that you know they're trying to get back to that form that everybody thought they were you know what i mean they're trying to get back to what was it 2020 right yep. they're trying to get back to that form and they've had a down year and then they then they still don't even have you know they lead dog who you know yet so they're finding ways to be extremely effective this is going to be a good game for the defensive line i think they can keep that same momentum Mar- marcus mariota has been sacked 26 times been sacked so 26 times. They they can hunt. They can hunt. If you shut down the run, get them in long third, get them in long third downs, you're going to be able to just go pin your ears back and have a lot of fun in this game. Uh, this is this is definitely it's a good match. I, I was taking notes. I got oh, I got three pages of notes over here, man. It's just a beautiful matchup for Washington all the way around. This is I a like game you. where I think that they need to come out and really um establish and show who the hell they are for the rest of this season because the way that the rest of the, the nfc east is playing out and going to shake out there's a i think washington is on the upswing they have a bye week coming up and they set to get chase young back at some point uh, new york has to face philly two times and i think they they got washington two times and i think they have another playoff contender in there as well Mm-hmm. I think Dallas is kind of on a hot streak. I think they're going to keep it rolling. I think Philly's going to go ahead and maintain as well. Washington has a chance to really catch up and make make up some ground in the NFC East and in the NFC as a whole uh, and really help secure some uh, playoff pos- uh, positioning. Yeah, th- I mean, I'm with you. I think it's like the Houston game. They got to come out. They got to set the tone and they got to set it early. They can't let this team hang around because we've seen that this team is somehow, the, the Falcons, I mean, somehow found a way to get a couple of these win so yeah they got to get it done and all the the good momentum all the the positive vibes are on their their side as sunday unbelievably is the 15th anniversary of the death of sean taylor i i I saw that written down and it like blew my mind that it's been 15 years because that feels like yesterday i i was in i was in high school i remember hearing from a friend who got to school late didn't we didn't have the we didn't have twitter or social media there yet so it was kind of like you you heard it here and there it wasn't ready right on the fingertips one of my friends told me um that he had passed and i I was i was shaking up um just before we get into what they're doing to honor sean taylor do you remember where you were hearing that or what did sean taylor mean to you as a fellow football player just i don't don't know if i've ever heard you talk about sean taylor you know i didn't i wasn't uh 
privy to play ball with sure, Sean sure. Taylor. You know, saw him, you know, obviously the Pro Bowl hit on Brian Mormon, I think it was. Yeah. yeah. Like that's legendary in the way that he would tape his his face masks up. You know, you saw Chase Young get pay homage to that. Um, like that was something that was legendary. The way he played the game was special. The way he played the game was special. And I was able to play uh, and share the field with a couple of guys who did play with him, went to school with him, Chase, uh, with the Santana Moss and mm-hmm. Clinton Portis. And you know, just to see how they honored him every every game. Like Santana would go out and hold up two fingers, his two uh, right. his index and middle and his pinky. And they found that that was for 21, that was for 2-1. So That's right. um, he had a strong impact on them, had a strong impact on the, the fans. Um, they still talk about Sean Taylor uh, in the highest regard. Um, and, you know, I'm hoping that the organization does this right and they get this right. You know, they need to honor this man uh, for the impact that he had on that organization, uh, riding his bike to the facility um, I mean, just a just a special, special player. Uh, definitely gone too soon because he he was a special one. Yeah, yeah, he certainly was. was just unbelievable player. Um, and and yeah, it's it's awesome that they're honoring him. And they kind of jumped the gun last year, I think, but I think they're doing it right this year. Um, so the team doing a couple of different things here. They're gonna wear twenty one on the backs of their helmets. I think we've already seen the helmets. Mm-hmm. Looks pretty solid. It looks like a lot like the the decal that they wore when he he first passed that same season and then some some really cool stuff they're gonna have a permanent uh, memorial installation at fedex field for him um uh, some sort of statue uh there which is which is really awesome so fans forever will be able to to pay honor and pay tribute to to sean taylor which is really cool so a couple of things on the field um and then his daughter jackie taylor is going to be an honorary captain. She's going to be out there for the coin toss. And then I think Man. all the on on the field stuff is really cool. But the coolest part for me is that she designed um, some designs that are that is going on some limited edition gear. That they nice. started to, to crank out that'll go on sale on um, Sunday and uh, at the stadium and online. So that's nice. pretty cool. And all the proceeds go to uh, you know battling gun violence, which is which is really cool. So a lot of really really awesome stuff they're doing to honor nice. twenty one. Nice. Well done, team. Well done. You got this one right. Yeah. You got it right. And and in I I mean play inspired. You know you know so, you know sometimes these things don't really matter. Momentum doesn't really matter. This this matters. Go out there mm-hmm. and play for this guy. Go out there and play for a guy that that loved this team and and left it all out there on the field for this team. So absolutely. Um, Absolutely. I hope they, they channel him and I hope I hope some guys show up there with some some extra tape on their face masks and their fingers to, to honor. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It'd be it would be well worth the fine, I would say. Um, I think, you know, yeah, I think you have the ability to to um, designate where your fine money goes to. Yeah. So um, maybe that would be something to do. That would be something to think about. Good thinking, Brian. Yeah. Well, also speaking of fines, did you see that Jonathan Allen said that him and Deron Payne would split uh, Ridgeway's fine? Uh, yeah. I, I like that. I like that looking yeah. out for the young guy. I, I can honestly tell you, man, that right there, it, that's big. Yeah. Like, like they could have easily just let him hang out there and just suck it up and pay it. But, man, that's big. Now, but then this is a sidebar. I saw it was a picture of that post that was announcing that. I think Ridgeway was standing there flexing. And I was like, man. Kerrigan was a little soft in the face in that picture, but then I realized it was right. Ridgeway. So, yeah, my bad, Ryan. My phone. You got to, you got to, uh, Ridgeway's got to suplex a few more guys if he's going to really live up to that number 91. That is a yeah. big shoe to fill. So, that is uh, the truth. He's off to a good start, and hopefully, he can make some more plays. But you mentioned, you mentioned Chase Young. He's, he's honored Sean Taylor in the past. 
Could it all come full circle? Could this be the week that we see Chase Young? The official injury report came out. We'll talk about a couple of other guys that won't be out there. But Chase Young listed as questionable. That's a that's a positive, right? Because you can be listed as out, doubtful, questionable. I think they yeah. did away with probable. So yeah. he's at the he's at the most positive of the three designations. I'm asking you, Point Blake, right now, Friday night. Does Chase Young suit up and play against the Falcons on Sunday? Uh, I think that it's very, I think it's slim, slim to none. Okay. I, I just even the biggest thing that that they were looking for was him to be able to stick his foot in the ground and like make football moves and be reactive and just be confident in that mentally. Um, they they were good, you know, reports on Friday, but you know, questionable. Questionable is a fifty fifty chance. Sure, that's that's what that means, like whenever they were putting people on, that's why Bill Belichick puts everybody as questionable. Right. Because it's like, nah, maybe they will, maybe they won't. Right. So um, the only reason that I wouldn't necessarily throw them on out there is because you know that it's such a powerful running team. Um, now, if you put him out there, maybe only on third down and you pure like passing situations, I'd say, sure, put him out there. But I feel like if you think that you can beat Atlanta without adding Chase Young and having a risk of him, you know, having a fluke injury, hell, I'd try to save him for for the Giants when you really need to add some firepower going up against a division opponent. So even though he's questionable, I'd say it's probably more of a doubtful thing. If he does play, it is a pitch count, passing situations only. Um, Try to limit what you got to put him through. I think that because of the emotion and because of what Sunday is, it's a home game. Um, I'm looking. The next one is against the Giants is on the road, and then you come back, you play them at home. I think that Chase Young is out there and suited up. I think he is on a, an extreme, extreme pitch count, but I think 99 is technically active on Sunday for a little bit of an emotional boost. Not that this team needs it, but why not? I think that the, it'll fire the crowd up. You're trying to create some sort of home field advantage on Sunday for the first time in years. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I, you know, I, I don't think it could hurt to have 99 out there in the all black uniforms and having them on an extreme pitch count. I think that, you know, if all th- all things go according to plan, you're, you're beating Atlanta by a couple of touchdowns pretty handedly. It kind of goes along the same script as Houston. You pull them out. And I think even up to that point, like you said, you have him on third and longs only where he's just going up the field. He doesn't have to make a whole lot of things happen. So I dress him, but it's like a it's like a relief pitcher. He's coming in for one or two batters and that's it. Yeah, I mean, you make it look like a, it's like a preseason game. Yeah, right? it's like a yeah. preseason game. Get in there, run around, make a few plays. Um, if if you know if you get hit really big, we're probably gonna pull you. If you, yeah. if you have a hell of a start, you know probably pull you especially if they're getting the lead too so um I, the more that i think about it and after hearing you pontificate <laughs> i would i will be more on your side to say that it is probably best to go on ahead and have him show up against the, uh, you know at home yeah. so i can get behind that i can get behind that as i'm i'm with you on the pitch count though i i don't think it's going to be a full you know take on a, you know a tackle on third no, and one no, type no. of a situation no sir no, sir. Put somebody else in there for that. 
Well, we sound like a broken record, or at least I do. I, I think, and, and shout out to our friends at Bet Online, the, the Commanders are, are playing with house money in in terms of betting and that kind of thing. Uh, Taylor Heineke is house money. You didn't expect this, and he's giving you four out of five wins. Uh, this defense is rolling right now, and like you said at the beginning, you don't have your top dog. So Chase Young is kind of a commodity at this point, to the point where, you know, if they were on a three game skid right now, I think there'd be. I don't think that they would put him in danger, but I think you would absolutely see him right now. You're kind of playing with house money that, you know, you can ease him back in, in a couple of situations like this, kind of fire the fans up, have 99 run through the fog machine, something like that. So I, that's, that's all I'm thinking of. I don't think, I think that he maybe gets 10 snaps, you know, yeah. if that's, if that, so yeah, I think that he is out there on paper, but I think that it is very limited. Yeah. Um, and I think they ease him back over the next couple of weeks. And then he has, yeah. I think he'll be full goal after the bye. Let me ask you this, though. Okay, let me ask you this. If he's in there, even if it's on a pitch count, does Chase Young make a sack on the, on the game, in the game? I will say, if I had to say straight up sack, I'll say no. But I think he tips a ball. I think he makes some sort of impact play. I don't know I'm that gonna, he gets I'm, to Marcus Mariota, but I think that he makes some sort of play. I'm gonna say that he gets there. I'm gonna okay. say that he gets there. He'll just find right. a way to get there, and it doesn't have to be a you know strip sack, fumble recovery, a la uh, Ryan Kerrigan. No, but I think I think Chase could get if okay. he gets in there. He's gonna be able to get to that quarterback, and that might be the impetus that he needs uh, to be like, shoot, man, I'm ready to go. Yeah, yeah. Let's absolutely. unleash it. Let's like unleash it. it. So, so quick injury news. They finally put Cole Holcomb on the IR. They called up Milo Eifler. Uh, Cole Holcomb hasn't played in a month or so. Hopefully they can get him maybe for this, the, the home stretch of the season. Also out for this game, you already mentioned it, Benjamin St. Juice, which is a big knock to the secondary. Not You, you hate to lose your, one of your, your key defensive players, but if you could lose him for a game, this is probably the game against a team that just – their their mo is to run the football. They don't. I mean, they got Drake London. I don't know how much they're going to throw the ball. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, hell, Drake London had one catch last week, yeah. and it was for two yards. And it and they had to roll all the way out to the left and finally, you know. So, um, is he? I I was circling ben, Benjamin St. Juice to cover Drake London. I was thinking size wise, that was going to be a good yeah. matchup, but. Um, yeah, the, the the rest of the team, the rest of the passing mechanics, the pass protection, I feel like before the ball would even get back there to Benjamin St. Juice, John Allen, Deron Payne, and the whole crew have already affected the quarterback. I like it. So I think I like they'll it. be all right. And the uh, the other one, Dax Milne, will not be out there returning punts. I think I saw that like Danny Johnson, uh, Jahan Dotson, who I think that would be mm. kind of fun to see him out there return mm. a couple of punts. So somebody different will be returning punts. Hopefully yeah. that's not an issue, but we could be saying uh, no big deal, and then a muff punt turn the game. But I, I'm, I'm yeah. not gonna, I'm not gonna allow that to happen. Not put. No, that I, I like, I like, I like Jahan Dotson being the option, mm-hmm. and the reason is, is because you got so many weapons on offense. You got one football, but if you can find a way to get them one extra touch exclusively, you see Antonio Gibson returning kickoffs. Yep. Uh, hey, put Jahan back there to return some punts. It at least brings you a little bit of spice. The, de- the, the special teams coach has to say, do I really want to kick to this guy? Yep. Maybe I do. Maybe I don't. So uh, I would like to think Jahan brings more to the to punt returning than Danny Johnson. would. And obviously he's easing his way back in. He's only played two games. I think he's got maybe two catches, a catch in two games that he's yeah. he's played i'm with you i think it's a way to get him some confidence get back into the swing of things um and so yeah i'm totally with you i'd love to see number one out there and 
make let the rookie break one get get them yeah. some good field position if not absolutely else. that that's that would be that'd be love that'd yeah. be love oh, oh that would be a that would be a cherry on top to a great win on a on a great day hopefully to honor sean taylor so yes any, any lasting thoughts on the falcons or the commanders what they need to do on sunday or did we put a, a pretty nice bow on this man i'll put a real quick bow on this obviously we haven't really specified the recipe but i think that if we're going over the recipe in this one you got to look at it and say hey this one's pretty straightforward you can't mess it up unless you mess it up your defensive line has been your strong suit so far utilize those guys once again. Marcus Mario has been sacked 26 times. I expect him to get sacked another four or five times this upcoming game. Hell, they go I, over 30. Got it. Yeah, get over 30. I sent uh, Deron Payne. I tagged Deron Payne and John Allen in a, in a, in a, a post that the Saints had against the Falcons. They picked defensive tackle, picked the ball off, and stiff arm Matt Ryan. I said, this is a little motivation for Sunday. This is the type of thing they got to come out and do. Be fast, be fast and aggressive. Um, I think the defense is going to overpower that offense. Um, I think the offense, just play your game, play your game. It'll be tempting to try to go out there and throw the ball 35, 45 times because they give up a lot of yards. That ain't your game. Just run that ball, be controlled with the offense. You'll put up enough points. You win the game by 10, 12 points. Easy. All right. I love it. Let's go. Let's go do it. No offense to my Atlanta friends and family. Love you guys. Go Falcons any other week, but not this week. Let's go. It is all good. Honor Sean. Honor Sean Taylor and get a big dub dub this Sunday. Yes, indeed. I want to give a shout out to former uh, one of my former teammates, my training camp roommate, uh, Grey Cup champion himself, Speedy B. Brandon Banks. That's right. Toronto Argonauts took home the uh, the Grey Cup. So congratulations to you, sir. Very I nice. tell you that was that's a good guy, man. I'm I'm happy for him. I'm glad he got that championship. Glad he got him old trophy. That trophy's bigger than Brandon Banks, matter of fact. <laughs> no so shout out to Speedy B, man. Congratulations. Hey, we're talking about Dax Milne being out return wise. Maybe Brandon could make his way to DC. Hey, this hey man, I tell you, he still got it now. He can yeah. still skate. He can still go. Well, I love it. Well, uh, looking forward to it. Should be a fun one. Uh, uh, if you're going to the game, let us know what the atmosphere is like. I, I got to imagine it's got to be really cool, all the stuff they're doing for Sean Taylor. Um, so, And get your bets in. Anthony is is super on board with the, the commanders. I think he said a 10 to 12-point win, which means they easily win by four. They are four-point favorite. So thanks to our guys at Bet Online. Get those bets in um, and, and check out all the action there. That is what you got to do. Go to bed online. You know what it is. Uh, look, listen to us on TuneIn, SiriusXM Radio. Watch Stadium. He might be over there too. So you got plenty of places to get your Commanders content. This is Believe in Commanders. Brian Murphy, appreciate you so much, my man. Thank you, brother. And join in. Hopefully we're talking about another Victory Monday this coming Monday. Absolutely. We'll see you all on the next one. <laughs> let me go let this dog. All right. Like, all right. And then we'll do the pick. Sounds good. Yes. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.